Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, it was a busy weekend of recruiting for both uh, Hey, 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 hey. What? What? Where's Kenny? Who? Come on, Peyton. Kenny. Kenny anyway, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who you're talking about, uh, but we're going to break down uh, some Mizzou football and men's basketball recruiting. Um, there was a bunch of commits over the past couple of days this past weekend. Um, we're going to talk just as well about where Mizzou football stands on some of their bigger targets and just overall in the 2024 class rankings. Uh, we'll do quick hits and then we're going to end the show with a little uh, bit of NBA free agency talk. There's been a ton of moves over this past weekend, so plenty to get to there. I will acknowledge him. Kenny's out of town, so it's just the Peyton and Jack show. So everyone, everyone, lock in and enjoy that. We got a great show for you, regardless, and it all starts right now. Attention, everybody! Stop what you're doing. It's time for the Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou Sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, July 3rd, and uh, this week our gracious intro man uh, is lying because Kenny Van Doren is not here. He's out of town, so it's just uh, Peyton and I um, in, in the command today. We, we do have Kenny's quick hits, so when we get to that, we'll, um, we'll read those for you. He'll be back next show. He's uh, just on a little... A little vacay, but um, yeah, hard we still have plenty. <laughs> yeah, hard work pays off for Kenny, um, but he'll be back. But regardless, we have a ton to get to because, of course, last time when we recorded for Friday's show, um, we had no official news. And then the official news basically came like a waterfall as soon as we were done recording. Of course it did. Um, so Mizzou football, Peyton, as we kind of kind of hinted at, last show has been very, very busy and We've we've seen that begin to pay off now with a bunch of recruits. In fact, in the last 48 hours, four commitments have come down the pipeline for Mizzou football. I'll just rattle them off. Um, a bunch of three or four three star guys. We've uh, Justin Bodford was on was just today the most recent one defensive tackle. We have a couple of athletes, Cam Dooley and Jude James, and then a three star DB Jackson Hancock also on Friday. So a lot of names. Peyton for Mizzou fans to, I guess, begin to get to know in this 2024 class. Um, first and foremost, um, you know, I know this isn't for Mizzou fans. This isn't one area. This isn't, and this isn't Wingo yet. You know, some of those, some of those five-star guys. I know Peyton, you and I have talked a little bit about like, you know, might not be the most um, high-flying names to really excite Mizzou fans, but you know, What's important for, I guess, just the team to get these prospects and, and you know, just your your early impressions on on all four of these guys? Yeah, you know, I mean, these aren't, I mean, you look at the rankings, these aren't like the biggest pop out of the, of the board at you names that are going to move Mizzou's class ranking up a whole ton. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, going into last week, I believe, Mizzou had two commits, uh, Whit Hafer and Ryan Justice. Um, now I believe the numbers at seven. I'm blanking on the one before the between those two and the four they have now. I'd have to look at it again. 
Um, but I mean, obviously it's just good to start throwing names on the board. I will say it's a really good sign that out of that big, big, big recruiting weekend, the June 23rd weekend, um, they have landed already four guys from that, from that weekend. Uh, Jude James, I mean, he's not a name that is that is going to excite a ton of people, uh, but he is from St. Louis. He played a uh, wide receiver, um, friends with Ryan Wingo. I think that's always a bonus. Um, and ultimately, keep keep guys within your borders. Always a good thing. Uh, I would imagine he was eventually going to get more uh, Power Five offers than just Mizzou, uh, Hancock. The other one that committed Friday, again, no other Power 5 offers than Mizzou, but the staff liked him. Uh, I think Blake Baker has earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to uh, identifying and uh, maybe not identifying talent per se, but just being knowing what fits the defense, what's going to make that defense tick. I think he's earned that benefit of the doubt. So if Mizzou likes him, I, I'm willing to trust his judgment on that. Um, even if the offer list is maybe a little scary to some people. Uh, the other two, Cam Dooley, I think is actually very intriguing. Uh, you beat out two SEC East rivals um, for him. You beat Kentucky, um, who I think has been one of the more solid to steady programs uh, for the past few years. And a Vanderbilt team that has made a lot of headway uh, on the recruiting trail since Clark Lee got there. Um, certainly don't think that's a slouch. Um, I like that he's just listed as an athlete. Um, Mizzou always could use more athleticism, uh, whether he winds up playing DB wide receiver. I don't know what he's going to play. I'm not right. a coach on the staff, but that's always a good sign. And then Bodford today, um, the strength of Mizzou last year was its D line. The strength of Mizzou this year is going to be its interior D line, not necessarily um, the edge rusher position, I would say that's probably one of the only question marks on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so for him to come in there, be around guys like Darius Robinson, who, yes, he's going to probably wind up playing a lot of DN this year, but getting around Relis George, uh, Jaden Jernigan, Christian Williams, being able to just sit a year, I think that's big. And um, I think the biggest thing for Bodford, uh, one of three big targets that Mizzou has had um, from St. Thomas Aquinas High School, the others being Nicholas Rodriguez, who commits tomorrow. Um, would expect that one to go Mizzou's way. Uh, Four-star on rivals, composite, high-end three-star, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then there's the big one, I think kind of the biggest of this big rash of commits we're going to see. Um, James Madison, uh, he has picked up uh, predictions to Florida State, but gosh, it still seems like <laughs> in Mizzou's direction. He is only quote tweeting Mizzou things. He's liking a ton of Mizzou things. Yes, it's all social media. Take it with a grain of salt, but I don't think that's nothing. And there have been other things that would kind of lead people to believe he's more of a Mizzou lean right now. We're going to find out uh, uh, July 4th. Um, but it's a potentially – it's been a good weekend for Mizzou. They have not lost any targets other than Ke Ke Kenyon Kelly, Keenan Kelly, something like that, who 
spurned every Power 5 offer he had to go to UTSA. Uh, so pretty good weekend for Mizzou. Um, e- it could be an even better week for them within the next few days. Yeah, you you mentioned, you hinted at James Madison and some of the other guys coming up. By the way, that seventh uh, commit, Peyton, is, uh, of course, Aiden Glover. I had to look it up myself. Oh, right, not. yeah. It's Aiden Glover mm-hmm. from, you know, the, court, the big quarterback commit, which has probably been their their biggest one or at least most exciting one so far. So far, yeah. Um, I did want to ask just kind of, you know, Maybe for some more, you you clarified it on it a little bit, but with Cam Dooley and Jude James, a couple of these guys who are just listed as athletes, obviously it's very interesting with, you know, we're still a year out from these guys being at the college level. You you talked about Dooley already as more of kind of a DB, maybe wide receiver, and he just kind of has to figure out his side of the ball. And I just, for James, he's more on the on the defensive line part, I think is what I've I've been reading. Is that right? Where does he kind of fit with his you know, I like athletic profile. Now, Jude James, I know, has played um, wide receiver. In oh, okay, games. never mind. I, I had yeah. the wrong thing. I, I, He is, I believe, probably going to stick there. But, I mean, yeah. you never know. I mean, Mizzou, last year, I mean, they moved Jamarian Wayne, who was a four-star receiver, to safety, and now they've moved him back. So you never know, um, obviously. Yeah. Cam Dooley, um, he is just listed as a pure athlete like on the recruiting services and everything uh says featured at qb wide receiver and db as a junior i (laughs) would be i think it would be a a lot of things would have had to gone wrong i think if we see cam dooley play quarterback um i would project i would probably guess he's gonna play a bit of db mizzou's got so much at receiver already i just i would be surprised if he plays anything else but Dooley, to me, is probably the most intriguing of the bunch that they got this weekend, just because he's listed as a pure athlete. He can play all those different positions. Well, maybe not at the college level, but has played all those different positions, which would make me think there's a big ceiling here. So yeah, definitely am intrigued by that. I do like just recruiting athletic, just whatever, find out what they play later, guys. Um, especially when you have time to wait around. I mean, we know what the DB room is going to be like this year. I mean, it's going to be Carly's. It's going to be Charleston. It's going to be uh, Trevez Johnson. The transfer from Florida uh, has impressed from what I've heard. Well, heard. I act like I've I've got sources. I don't. I've just read <laughs> that he's done well. Um, Ennis and Cad will be your, your guys out wide. Um, you're going to have Drayden Norwood there. Um, so no matter where he winds up, whether it be receiver or DB, he'll probably have the benefit of being able to just be molded for a year. Um, yeah. And I think that's a big positive, especially when you're just recruiting a straight athlete like Dooley. Yeah, I think that's an important clarification because I agree with you. I feel like that tends to work at the college level where you do just get these guys that you're like, yeah, their athleticism. You can't really coach that. A lot of kids, some kids just have it. And that can that can get you playing time earlier or, yeah, it can kind of allow you to be molded into wherever Missouri maybe needs more depth. And he's coming and playing with two positions that have a lot of depth right now for the Tigers. But that's that's, I think, an important distinction. So shifting back to James Madison and some of these future guys. So like you said, he's committing on uh, July 4th. We know that. So is fellow four star DB Cameron Keys. We know Rodriguez uh, tomorrow. And, 
you know, those guys are all the, they're all teammates of James, correct? Jew James. Um, or is it Rodriguez and Bodford are, or Bodford. Um, that's right. He's is not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's an important tie there. And then on the 12th, we know as well, Brian Huff, the four-star linebacker who has Mizzou in his final four, is going to make his decision that day. So some still in the pipeline. But with that said, with these seven guys now, um, you know, I looked it up on Rivals. Missouri is still 74th in the 2024 team rankings for for that class. You know, I guess... I don't I don't remember how much of a rise that was. I know there was some stuff surfacing on Twitter, which, you know, when they only had kind of the two guys. But, you know, just how important it is, is it you hinted at it a little bit for this kind of to start to move them maybe up? Because I know fans are are going to want to see their name. You know, the, Missouri's listed a lot higher than than probably where they're at when. Yeah. You know, when this cycle's all said and done. Yeah, you can't you can't cannot be an sec school finishing 74th in recruiting uh it will it and they won't they're gonna finish a lot higher um especially because madison is a composite four star he's i if he comes to mizzou that'll be a big bump rodriguez is a four star on rivals composite high end three that'll be a big bump the get best guys have not committed to mizzou that are expected to or like mizzou has a lot of momentum to potentially get there is also like you said, Huff has a ton of Mizzou buzz right now. Cameron Keys has almost exclusively Mizzou buzz right now. Those will probably bump Mizzou up substantially. I don't know quite how far, obviously, but it'll be a good amount. Um, yeah. I mean, but you can't be 74. I mean, Odom and company, when they were fired, I mean, I believe they were in the 50s range, and that was bad. That was not good enough. Um. So especially if Drinkwitz is entering a year where he kind of needs to win, if he's sitting on the bubble at the end of the year, you're going to want a good recruiting ranking. Um, how high it rises depends probably exclusively on Ryan Wingo, I'd say, if they can yeah. reel him in. Texas has a ton of buzz. He picked, uh, They picked up a crystal ball for him on 247 uh, from Steve Wiltfong. Um, but there's a lot of time with that left. Uh, he did tell Power Mizzou he's not going to commit till later in the fall. So Mizzou's got time to make an impression. If they go out and win a lot of games this year, that can be a big swear. Um, but we'll have to see. I don't. Yeah. Mizzou won't finish 74th. That's <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. I, I agree that like yeah, with a coach definitely on on the hot seat to win games. You want that number to be as, as high as possible. They're sandwiched right now between Drinkwitz's former team, App State, and Tulane at the moment. Yeah. So that's not going to be something Missouri fans are going to want to want to see continue for for too too long. Um, okay, segueing because we also had um, Missouri men's basketball news because they landed themselves a recruit, Dennis Gates, the first one of their 2024 class, a four-star guard, Antonio or Tio, as I've as he's also referred to, Tio. Um, Barrett. So yeah, Dennis, I know Peyton, you mentioned last show, this is kind of the time, you know, we saw a year ago around this time was when Anthony Robinson, one of the, one of the three guys coming in, um, in 2023, this season, uh, committed. So kind of similar pipeline for Dennis Gates, but you're excited about, uh, about T.O. Barrett and what he can probably bring, um, you know, as a, as a, as a four-star guard. Yeah. I mean, we talked a lot, um, last time about uh bishop boswell maybe being the guy here because he had just come off a visit to mizzou um 
And it was actually someone who I believe I'll have to double check was rated higher um, on two on the two four seven composite uh, than him. So that's really exciting. Uh, Tio Barrett had not visited since last September, um, and he didn't have a ton of Power Five offers. Um, he had us uh, or Mizzou. He had Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Those were the big three, um, if I remember correctly. But very highly ranked. Um, the recruiting staff kind of made him a priority clearly. I mean, he was a 2025 guy that they had on campus in September of 2022. Um, right. So that was obviously big for them or sorry, 2024. He's a 2024 yeah. guy. Um, so that's obviously a very big positive. Um, another bonus. I mean, he's going to link Academy this year. Uh, yeah. That is going to be where the 2025 guys that Mizzou may have a pretty good chance at are right now. I mean, he's going to be teammates. The backcourt for Link this year is going to be Aaron Rowe and T.O. Barrett. Like, yep. that is very, very, especially when you consider T.O. Barrett, or not T.O. Barrett, Aaron Rowe went to school in Columbia for his first year of high school before moving on to Link Academy. Um, that's very intriguing. There was another guy who I know Mizzou has contacted. I can't remember his name. It's like, oh, hold on. I got it. I can get this really quick. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad while yeah, you're looking BJ, that up, I'm glad, I'm glad you pointed that out with uh, yeah. Aaron Rowe. Yeah, BJ uh, Davis Ray, um, also okay. Jasper Johnson, but I know BJ Davis Ray, Aaron Rowe, those are guys Mizzou reached out to already. Um, yeah. So to build, to have a guy in there, already to be able to kind of talk about the staff i think that's a big plus and obviously john bowl who is going to well i don't know if they are going to be if he is at link academy anymore or what that whole situation is a mess but if he is still at link academy i mean he just decommitted from florida now lots of things are going into that i'm sure um there's rumors he wants a team to hire his guardian as a coach um there's NIL stuff. It's all very murky. It's a weird recruitment with John Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, it never hurts, though. And um, honestly, I think it's very encouraging for Dennis's uh, upcoming 2024 class to already have T.O. Barrett in the fold. His recruiting class last year was great, and it started the exact same way. Yeah. Um, by the way, Barrett. So Barrett's ranked on 24-7, 95th. Boswell, who you mentioned, is 68th right now. But oh. I like the I like the links you pointed in the, uh, the you know, that you pointed out with Link Academy links to link, um, mm-hmm. because I, I do think that's a pipeline that a lot of Mizzou fans have been kind of calling for. Obviously, Link Academy is one of those schools that draws kids from kind of all over the the Midwest to even like larger parts of the country. So it's not necessarily like a sole Mizzou school, even though it, it, it is in Missouri, but yeah, I think there's, you know, there's potential there for, for Mizzou to, to really gain a foothold in that group of talent. And it seems like they're doing so. So maybe T.O. can act, like you said, as a domino for even some of these 2025 guys, and it can be an even more important recruit than, than people realize in addition to the talent that he obviously is is bringing mm-hmm. um uh, but- and you you may you pretty much said it all there i will also say he is a guard that can play both the one and the two yeah, i combo. think that dennis has such a type as you can tell he, <laughs> yeah, he does i can play multiple positions 
He plays the positionless basketball that they play at Florida State. I mean, Leonard Hamilton's fingerprints are just all over Mizzou's program right now, it feels like. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty night and day. Barrett is, uh, I mean, this is 24-7, and these are also high schoolers, so how official these measurements are is up in the air. But Barrett is listed as a 6'4", 180-pound combo guard. Boswell, another target, 6'4", 195 combo guard. Yeah. <laughs> so the and type, yeah. I believe it was on Power Mizzou. Uh, Boswell said he wasn't close to making a decision whatsoever, mm-hmm. but he did have a good visit. So that's there we go. all you can hope for right now. Yeah, so plenty more probably to come, and and Dennis kind of on the same timeline that we've seen with his recruits as as we've seen for, uh, or as we saw for 2023 with some of the guys coming in. We'll talk more John Bull. Uh, Kenny had that as one of his quick hits, um, mm-hmm. too as well in that. But um, last any any recruiting things I'm forgetting. There's obviously a lot a lot floating out there for both hoops and football. Um, and you know they're still up in the air with with Wingo and and one area I think probably leaning more toward wingo being of the two more realistic but any any other any other things any other commitments stuff we missed yeah i don't i think we hit everything basically mizzou (laughs) mizzou feels they're busy about yeah they're busy i mean they've got a lot of guys on their radar right now um you can look at power mizzou i mean gabe darman's got stuff daily so i mean he is He's uh, really working overtime, the amount Mizzou is recruiting right now. Um, It's encouraging. I mean, Wingo is ultimately going to be the determiner um, because I don't think they're going to get in one area. It just doesn't feel like that's in the cards, really. Um, Wingo is going to be the determinant if this is an okay class or a great class, I think. Um, Yeah. And that's very baseline analysis, I know, because he's a five-star, but... That really That's how is. It goes. Yeah. Sometimes it is as simple as that. I yeah, mean, that... Luther Burden turned what was already a good class into the best class in school history. There you go. So yeah, there, there's definitely still big dominoes left to fall in football, and then for men's hoops, we'll see what uh, Dennis can can keep cooking. Um, okay, that's a uh, recruiting news. We'll uh, we'll go over to quick hits where we will do Kenny's work for him. All right, quick hits. Uh, Kenny isn't here, so Peyton, you get to go. Uh, you get to go first uh, for Jersey of the weekend. What is it? My Jersey of the weekend, uh, pretty easy one. I mean, Kobe Brown photographed in his Clippers uh, jersey with their second round pick as well, Jordan Miller. Um, he is wearing number twenty one. Yeah, which is gross. <laughs> you don't like twenty one? Not as much as I like two four. Um, but that's fair. No, Kobe Brown. Uh, he also was on the Clippers story, just hitting three after three. So that's always good. Um, yeah, really excited about that. I will be ordering. I don't know what color yet, but I will be getting a Clippers Kobe Brown jersey. I too, I too will be getting a Clippers Kobe Brown jersey. Um, you're right. I wish it was 24. I don't, I don't remember if anyone on the Clippers has 24, but I don't. I haven't bothered. I'm not going to bother to look that up. But, um. Yeah, it it'll be it'll be cool. I, I'll I, like I never thought I'd be following the Clippers just to see pictures of him in like social media, but mm-hmm. um, now now I will be. So yeah, that's hype. Twenty one for Kobe Brown. Um, Kenny's actually, if I think he's done this now, he's done this guy's jersey two of the last three uh, shows because it is Demoy Hodge who yes. was also photographed uh, for the Lakers because he's going to be playing um, on their summer league. What I can't find the photo. What a what number was he? Was he? Was he fifty? I honestly still? didn't see it. 
he wasn't he wasn't 55 in college. Or no, you're right. You're right. Sean um, Eastwoods. That's no, but I think I think Demoy he is 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday in the gym, okay. the Lakers tweeted on June 30th, and Demoy was wearing 55. That's where I saw it. So little Sean East uh action from Demoy Hodge for the Lakers. But that's uh that's Kenny's jersey of the week. And then uh mine, it's everyone's it's unwritten rules favorite true son, Herb Jones. Oh, <laughs> No, Herb Jones. Herb Jones, Herb Jones got a... the inaccurate winner of the 2020-2021 SEC Player of the Year. That was Drew Smith's award. Well, Drew Smith didn't just get paid four years, $53 million with the Pelicans, but Herb Jones did because he's good at basketball. Um, right. So okay. I'm, picking him, I'm picking him as my jersey of the week for getting a, a, a big old contract extension with the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll have... Um, Drew Smith um, did get signed to a two-way. With he the did. Heat. He did. I was going to bring that up in free agency too. So congrats, Drew Smith. I guess they're both still in the league. You can yeah. say that. But um, Herb one was better in college. Herb, no, yeah, Herb Jones. No, yes, Drew Smith. Wrong. Correct. Drew Smith went to Evansville for two seasons. <laughs> he was also outpacing Herb Jones in every stat the year. Herb Jones won yeah. Player of the Year. Banners fly forever, Peyton. Yeah, I'll see. Not a Moving Mickey Mouse. On. Herb Jones got paid. Uh, we're skipping the spelling bee because that's no, that's we're, not. Oh, no we're not. we're not. No, oh, we're not. Dude, no, you have one. You, you have to spell. You have to spell. I thought of this on the fly. You're going <laughs> to be spelling some Hungarian cities today. All right, <laughs> Hungarian cities. So, I got. Oh, I got a no. list of hung, Hungarian cities for you. Cities in the great country of Hungary. I've never been. Our Hungarian um, listeners are gonna yeah, unsubscribe. Gonna eat this up. This. Yeah, this maybe I should have done Singapore. We have a lot of listeners. Yeah, there, shout out, shout out the Singapore, um, the Singapore listeners. But there's one city in Singapore. Um, it's Singapore. Uh, so the first one, Jack Knowlton, Debrecen, population two hundred thousand, Debrecen, Hungary, Debrecen, Hungary, mm-hmm. Debrecen, the Deutsch. <laughs> D, yes, E. B. You're on a roll. R. Yep. E. Yep. Oh my gosh, you're almost there. K. No. It's C. C. C E N would have been the end. Debrecen. I thought K would be the more likely K sound in Debrecen. Yeah. Okay. Right. Some of not, these not are just. One. Some of these are just you're not going to get. So. <laughs> well, I'll give you a, a soft one here. Sopran. 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 Yeah. S-O. Population 62,000. Only 60 S-O. people? S O P R U N. Sopran. Oh, no. Sopran. R O N. Peyron. Sopran. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You really need to get one here. We're going to go with Sizik Fehesivar. Population? <laughs> 96,000. I, I wouldn't be able to spell this easy. Can you use it I'm in a sure. sentence, please? The, 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 the city you have to spell for the spelling bee is... <laughs> I'm going to actually look up the pronunciation. But, um, its population is 96,000. It's the ninth okay. largest uh, city in the country. It looks beautiful. Nice. Uh, Siz, how do you say it again? Sizix. All right, here it is. Sikesh Fehervar. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh wait, I couldn't hear it because it's on the blue. I heard I heard it. I what heard. how do you pronounce it? It's like Can I skip this? I don't know how to spell it. I want to see you try to spell it though. Bluetooth disconnected. Uh your Bluetooth went Bluetooth disconnected in my earphones. Uh Cash Verhan. C Z C H E K. Oh, you were on a roll for a second. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you another guess here. C Z. Yes. C Z. Hold on. C H. One more time for you. Hold on. Can't play it. C Cash Fehervar. C Cash V H E R V E R. I don't know if I have R. Dude, this is the easiest spelling ever. Uh, S Z E K E S F E H E R B A R. Every other letter is R or E. Anyway, shut up. I'd love to learn Hungarian. It sounds fun. Gior. 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 G. Yes. H? No. G E O R? G Y O with the two dots on top R. Okay. 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 That... Well, that's that's uh, four of them. I'll give you uh... redemption here. See if you can get one and feel better on your way out. Budapest this is an easy okay. one. Come on. It's the capital. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. Okay. B U D. Isn't it just B U D A P E S T? Budapest. All right, one for five. Beautiful. Uh, All right, best beat. Go. (laughs) Best beat of the week. I'm I'm taking (laughs) the Brewers. If if Sikihesh Fehervar. If anyone in Sikihesh Fehervar is listening, I'll give Peyton a thousand dollars if they send us a DM. (laughs) And I would love to use that money to visit your city because it looked great. Yeah, yeah, and Um, yeah, we'll come do a a live show there. Uh, I'm taking Brewers money line over the Cubs minus 105. Why? Because the Cubs are absolutely terrible. I'm tired of it. Please sell at the deadline. Yeah, I might go to one of these games, uh, Fourth of July series, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, Kenny, uh, his bet he wanted Rangers money line no matter what it was. He texted me that yesterday. They're playing the Astros, so it's Rangers minus 175. Now, if he took the one today, they they the Rangers lost. I, I believe it was for uh, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah, is, Astros is the big series there. The Astros are yeah. guaranteed to sweep. So, or yeah, there a, you go. a split. Sorry. But yeah. There you go. And then uh, I'm doing, I'm taking, I'm going tennis uh, oh. because Wimbledon is starting. I'm super excited. I went to Wimbledon last year. I love, I love tennis. I watch this tournament all the time. Um, when it comes up, I'm taking. Denis Shapovalov, minus 450 versus some guy named Radu Albat. Uh, Shapovalov's like a 22-year-old Canadian. It's pretty good. I just didn't want to bet on Djokovic because I think his odds were literally minus 10,000 to win. So, yeah, I believe that. And Kyrgios? Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Yeah, he's he's not playing. He is not playing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So we don't get his, his fun antics. But mm-hmm. Djokovic... Should win this. Um, I'll do more Wimbledon talk as it keeps going because it'll. I'm sure we'll have we'll have stuff on it. Like when yep. it gets. You were there last year. Intense. I was. It's very very fun. Beautiful facility. 
Um, Dirty Bird of the Weekend. Peyton, you're first. Dirty Bird of the Weekend. Wilson Contreras, I promise you guys, I'm not <laughs> trying to pick on the Cardinals, but they just keep no, you giving are. us you can... reasons, too. And it, yes, it's fun, but they keep giving us reasons. Wilson Contreras and Ollie Marmel, probably. Um, today, uh, a tweet from Jeff Jones, who is a beat writer for the Cardinal uh, at JM Jones 9, I think. I didn't link the tweet. Uh, but Wilson Contreras, um, Michael Kay, they're in they're in the middle of the series, the Cardinals, against mm. the Yankees. Kenny had a best beat of the week on that in the unwritten it rule got parlay. Our parlay. That oh, we forgot, to, we, yeah, yeah, our, we forgot to bring that up. Our first, I think, first parlay of the summer, at least. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, go us. Go us. Mm-hmm. We hit everything, we hit even the A's hit. won. So yep. that would have been a good payout because the A's were in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but Michael Kay, the lead, the legendary lead broadcaster for uh, play-by-play guy for the Yankees, um, he said he heard from his Cardinals people that he knew that the reason Contreras was famously ripped out of catching duties before getting them four days later or something earlier in the year is because he was calling for pitches that the pitcher didn't throw. The example oh he gave was he'd call for a cutter and the cat, the pitcher wouldn't have a cutter and it was just chaos. And I mean the, the K and um, I forget the color commentators guy's name, but they were just like, that's incredible. Especially when you consider Contreras faced these same pitchers for like six years in right. the NL central with the Cubs. So either he was extremely lucky or just cut them from his mind um, <laughs> when he had to actually catch them. Uh, both Ollie Marmel and Wilson Contreras were asked about it today. And instead of saying, no, that's not true, they declined to comment. So, oh, not, boy. my goodness gracious, it is year one of a five-year $90 million deal for Wilson Contreras. So, oh, boy. enjoy the next four and a half. Yeah, that's a... Declining to comment is the loudest comment you can make half the time, I swear. Just say no, that's not true. Or at least it's a bit exaggerated. Something. Or or even just just say like... I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, or even just say like, I had a brain fart once or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was a one-time thing with a reliever. Yeah, there's so many easy layups (laughs) to get out of that. But Yeah, that's that's pretty poor. Mm -hmm. Um... Kenny's uh, Dirty Bird of the Week. This is a, a pretty easy one. He's weekend. going for your, your weekend. Sorry. Um, main Bird of the Week. I was I got kind of mixed up. His Dirty I Bird like of the Milton. Weekend He's the main bird. is uh, Elon Musk, of course, which I think can probably be said for all of us and every person who depends on Twitter for news and for anything else. Because um, Elon, it's just, it's just bad. They've, Twitter they've... is breaking every other day. Um, yeah. That's probably why you shouldn't lay off half your engineering staff the second you take over the biggest social media platform in the in the world. Um, I wish I could say I saw a funny tweet about this, but I couldn't because my rate limit was exceeded. <laughs> so, yeah, we were. No, my, I, my Twitter I, actually worked fine. But. Yeah, my mine has been okay. Uh, I was with a I was with a friend friend of the show Jack Sobel the other day, and we were trying to figure out ways to like. All right, we'll do. You can do like the web app for 600 tweets, then the actual Twitter app for 600 tweets, then the website on the computer for 600 tweets or whatever it is. It, mm-hmm. It's just a mess. Elon's also just been tweeting like, you know, bullshit, like, Oh, get off your phone and go see the world and stuff. Is that a curse word? Chat <laughs> it was. Cause I, I'm ticked um, off. 
All right. Tick but yeah, off. no, I I did see all that. Yeah. He's like, ooh, rate limit exceeded because you were too busy complaining. Elon Musk, you run Twitter. Your app yeah. is not working correctly. Own up to it. Stop tweeting on it. And like, yeah. I, I liked though. the other the other ones were uh, the other one I saw that was just was funny. Last last thing on this was just um, uh, Gabe Darman, who runs Power Mizzou, is just like uh, tweeted today. Like, I don't even know if, if y'all can see this, but we're going to have news on the website. So consider subscribing again. If you can see this tweet, <laughs> he just yeah. fully has has embraced the you oh, know, people were dunking on Elon. Yeah, the chaos. Was of not it, good. So. Yeah, Elon deserved Dirty Bird. Um, mm-hmm. My Dirty Birds of the weekend are the Houston Rockets, which a rocket's kind of a bird, but I'm mostly doing this uh, to follow up on Kenny's main bird of last week. Uh, Peyton, go watch the YouTube, everybody, to see the dance Peyton is doing. That dance, of course, is the one of Dylan Brooks, uh, who the Rockets paid, and not only paid, they gave him a four-year, $80 million contract. We're going to talk NBA free agency to end the show, but I had to bring this up. What's going on in Houston? Um, I I don't know. They paid Dylan Brooks a ton of money, and uh, it to to Kenny's credit, he was right. We actually literally made a we made it a video for the TikTok that was um you know it was titled "Will Dylan Brooks Be a Rocket?" I believe it published on at noon on Saturday, and by five thirty, he was in fact a rocket. So go us for predicting that first and foremost. But yeah, Houston. Come on, I have I have more to talk about with them when we get to NBA free agency. But yeah, eighty mil for Dylan Brooks, a lot of money, a mm-hmm. lot of money. That may not the... have even been their most ridiculous. No, it might not have. But for the former Oregon Duck, that connects to the bird. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Peyton. Best thing you learned. Best thing I learned this weekend. Just a couple weeks after my Ricky Fowler orange shirt, Jinx. Not Ricky hit. Fowler Jinx. Mm-hmm. Today, Ricky Fowler, I can confidently say, playing the some of the best golf of his career after three years of just stinking. Um, he won today. He won the Rocket Mortgage Open, I or the Rocket Mortgage Classic. I am so sorry for not remembering the name. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a major or anything, so we still got a ways to go. The story is not complete for yeah. Ricky Fowler, but he won today. He surged up in the PGA Tour rankings. I mean, just a few months ago, he was outside the top 50 in the in the tour rankings and was not eligible to play in the Masters. Now he is in the top 20, probably will be on the Ryder Cup team, playing the best golf of his career. He will be at the Masters next year. Um, just a storybook resurgence for Ricky. I mean, the if you didn't see what he did on the 18th hole to force a playoff and then what he did on the playoff. You need to go find the highlights. Ooh, I'm gonna, yeah, I haven't. I'm going to look it up. Crazy what he did. I mean, just making big shot after big shot. So on Sundays we wear orange. Um, could have been Jersey, but Ricky Fowler wins finally. That's the best thing I learned this weekend. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats on your redemption. Oh, arc, Peyton. In, th- in four years. Yeah. Since 2019. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go Ricky. Congrats, congrats, Peyton. You, you've all, you're almost there. He needs to win a major, I think, for your drinks to fully be uh, reversed. Undone. But, He's got yeah. the open coming up. He, do- he does. He does. The op- when is the open championship? Later in July. Jul- like mid July. July. Like I, I will be. Third, I'll be watching second that. or third week. Yeah. Nice. Um, Kenny, best thing you learned. We we mentioned it in the first segment, but John Bull decommitting from Florida obviously has a lot of Mizzou buzz. 
there. So, you know, Mizzou Mike can, can maybe go back into the mix for the big man. Um, and yeah, decommitted, like not how less than like two or three even, weeks. Yeah. Not just a couple weeks after committing. Out with so skirts. probably went down to Gainesville and just saw how, uh, just, you know, swampy and humid that town is. And was just like, this isn't for me. It's such a weird situation for one, because a, his NIL agent was the one that said, Hey, he's decommitting. So mm-hmm. everyone was like, great. NIL is awesome. And then he, the NIL agent replied and said, it was not NIL. It was coaching. Uh, it was the coaching problem. Uh, of huh. course, Todd Golden, the coach there, Mizzou was very interested in him yeah. when they hired uh, Dennis Gates. Not saying I hope that it continues, but it would be super. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, sounds weird. Like... I can't even really blame Todd Golden. This just seems like the weirdest recruitment yeah. ever. He, he he might have some people that maybe are uh, are are saying you know they're talking a little bit too much and and you know I don't know. Hopefully that was also mostly John Bull's decision, but that does seem a little odd. Um, yeah. And then uh, best thing I learned this week. Uh, first of all, bonus best thing I learned. Um, the USA. I have the game on in the background. They just beat Trinidad and Tobago six nothing to win Group A of the um, twenty twenty three Gold Cup. So go USA. Hey, go us. Go Trinidad USA. And Tobago, of course, with a population of no. five six million. <laughs> yeah, noted noted soccer powerhouse. But you know, mm-hmm. um, the US is playing with like their like B and C team players basically. So it is still good that they're beating these teams by a lot. But that's true. Um, Go them first and foremost. But then second thing, I just saw this like right before the show started and I just thought it was funny. Um, so the other guy we're going to talk about when we talk about the Rockets, Fred Van Vliet, who also got paid um, by Houston, um, is obviously leaving Toronto after many years and, of course, a championship with the Raptors. And Drake Champagne Poppy um, on Instagram uh, commented on something and tweeted and it said, my lookalike, the love is forever. Thank you for your character, your contributions over the years. The city will never forget. Good luck with everything on the Guangdong Dragons, dot, 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 dot. I mean the Rockets. I just thought that was mm. kind of funny, mostly because it's the Guangdong Tigers, not the Guangdong yeah. Dragons. Um, ni hao, ni hao. Boy, um, it's a tough time to be a Rockets fan. This it, is- it really it really is. We're, we're going to get to it in a minute, so I, I won't I won't dive into that too much, but I just thought it was some funny trolling by, by Drake and that he doesn't know the that's the, the Guangdong Tigers. And maybe that is where Fred Van Vliet should have gone. Um, but yeah, ratio of the week mm-hmm. and Peyton. Ratio of the week. We're going back to the Elon Musk. Well, because he got absolutely ratioed by uh, Albert's one, two, seven, nine, eight. Now I know oh. this account from history. He does this all the time. Uh, it was originally quote tweeting. A guy, a guy named Growing Daniel, um, tw- quote tweeted Elon Musk with something like it was the Elon Musk tweet announcing the temporary limits on how many posts you could see a day. Elon Musk replied to this guy, "Touch grass again." Got thirty six hundred retweets, fifty nine hundred quote tweets, fifty thousand likes. Respectable numbers. Yeah, but Albert, re- uh, just no profile pic and all, quote tweeted it with "Touch this ratio." 52,000 retweets, more retweets than Elon Musk got likes, 1,100 quotes, 731,000 likes, and 5,000 bookmarks to boot. So Albert ratioed him big time. Yeah, well done, Albert. Yep, it's it's so tough to be ratioed by a guy with no profile picture and numbers Mm -hmm. in their in their name. (laughs) 
That's tough. Well, yeah, Elon deservedly so twice mentioned now in this in this quick hits. Fix Twitter. Dragged. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Um, all right, good quick hits, Peyton uh, and and Kenny for his contributions. But uh, we yeah. will um, segue over and finish the show with a little bit of NBA free agency and trade discussion. Okay, uh, we're gonna end the show with a little NBA talk. I think it's uh, it was pretty hard to ignore given all the news. We had a lot of Mizzou news, and uh, Woj was um, was going crazy. I know at one point he replied to Bobby Marks on Twitter, "Do you even sleep?" After Bobby Marks posted like a free agency rankings at like midnight or whatever it was Friday, um, so free agency opened. Um, as as you know, you might not know if you if you were if you were living on a rock or Twitter wasn't working for you. Um, and we've had a ton, a ton of um, big moves happening, uh, people signing extensions, people moving teams. Um, I'll just rattle off a few to start. And then Peyton, you can give your general impressions that we can just talk about some some specific things you maybe like, don't like with free agency moves. So um, in terms of extensions, Jeremy Grant uh, got a big extension with the Portland Trailblazers. That probably ties into the biggest news so far. And actually, we'll just start there. So he gets yeah. an extension with the Portland Trailblazers, five years, 160 million. Um, so he's getting he's getting 32 a year, 32 mil a year, gets that extension, and a day later, Damian Lillard goes ahead and finally um, puts a a I guess finally a solid stance on where what what he's going to do in going ahead and requesting to be traded. So mm-hmm. now we have Damian Lillard trade rumors swirling at the same time that Portland seemed like they were paying a guy. Um, to stay with him and be somewhat of a co-star um, in Portland. Now Dame's on the exit and they're paying Jeremy Grant a bunch of money. Um, Peyton, for me, I'm just glad we finally have something that we can build off of that Dame's doing instead of just these, these, all these rumors. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you make of, of that? I guess is the first, the big storyline. Yeah. I mean, the biggest news was not even a move. It was this, yeah. um, I mean, I get like people that are always like, oh, there's just people just flying around. Why even get that invested in a team? But like Dame has tried to like stick it out, be loyal, not run from the grind. Yeah. Uh, as he loves to say, everybody knows that phrase. Um, but it, gosh, he's been there. How many? He's like 33, 34 now. Believe- His time is running up. I believe he's been there for 12 seasons, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And I mean, there's just it is just not going to happen in Portland. I think we kind of know that now. Um, it does kind of suck. He waited until the day after they extended Jeremy Grant, because I don't think that would have happened if they knew, hey, Dame is going to leave. Um, and I know he like wants to go to Miami, but the Trailblazers GM did say, like, like we'll do our best, but like we're going to do his best for the team. Mm-hmm. And the assets the Heat have to maybe go after Dame are kind of like weak. Like right. I don't know what they'd get even. Like they get Hero, they'd get like Lowry or Duncan Robinson for salary or something like that. Yeah. But like I, what else? I would, Jaime Hawkes? I mean, that's I would have, not a Dame package. I've heard Jaime Hawkes mentioned. I would imagine the trailblazers would be inclined to go after somebody like Caleb Martin after the playoffs he just had with the mm-hmm. heat. Um, and he's a little bit younger, but yeah, I mean, the heat don't have Gabe Vincent anymore after going to the Lakers um, who I want to talk about because they've had a great start to free agency. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a very strange situation. Um, 
you know, there's there's been other weird teams thrown in there. I know like he was and this is kind of the falling Sixers apart. were in there. I remember the Sixers were in there and they um, came out and were very um, staunchly said we will not give up Tyrese Maxey, which I think would would fall apart any trade there. Um, the Nets were mentioned because I guess Dame was interested in playing with them, but they can't trade anything. And why would on earth would they do that? Um and the Spurs were even mentioned as well because Dame, I guess, has a lot of respect for that organization. And they do have at least young pieces in draft capital they can give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there are three players in the league that wouldn't be traded for Wembenyama, and Dame is not or Dame is not one of them. But um yeah, it's just it's just a it, it is really messy in the heat. I mean, yeah, they wanna I also just don't get this with with them wanting to just satisfy what Dame wants to do. They they should take the trade that's the best for their organization, no matter where that sends Dame. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a weird sort of saga. Um, but it does look like the Heat at least are the front runners because that's that's who Dame wants to go to. That's been confirmed. So, um, you know, we'll see we'll see what goes down what goes down there with Dame. But it's not over. But at least it's a step in the direction. I just wanted to yeah. like something to happen, and just so yeah. it's done. <laughs> Um, no more yeah. back and forth. Um, we mentioned Fred Van Vliet during quick hits. So Houston, another team that's made a couple moves. They signed Fred Van Vliet to a three-year, $128 million deal. So he's getting paid $42 million a year to now be in Houston along with Dylan Brooks. They paid both of them. So a new core um, being built in Houston. I know our friend of the show, colleague Nick Swanson, is not happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't blame him. Um, these are very strange moves. Fred Van Vliet is, you know, like a borderline all-star guy getting paid all-star level money. Um, Dylan Brooks is a, a locker room, you know, question mark at best in a <laughs> locker room in now in Houston, that's full of question marks with guys like <laughs> Peyton doing the dance again with yeah. guys like Kevin Porter Jr. And Jalen green there. Um, so what's going on in Houston? I really don't. I, I mean, I will say this. Houston kind of had to overhaul everything. I mean, yeah. yes, I know Silas was not the best coach in the world. You don't win 18 games just because your coach sucks, though. I mean, right. you need a lot more than that. I will say at least Fred Van Vliet, they can get out of it after two seasons because mm-hmm. I believe the third year was a team option. So that's good. Um, Dylan Brooks, I mean, he's a good player, but like you said, absolute mess of a teammate and a total distraction i mean memphis the second the playoffs were over i mean memphis said we are not you're not coming back like under any circumstance you will be we will we will move the team to the ocean uh, before you come back um so i mean that's the type of guy houston is committing to and i mean there's just so many question marks. There was a weird rumor I saw today from Ben DuBose, who's a uh, oh, Rockets yeah. Wire writer, that um, the team was also expecting Brooke Lopez, who wound up resigning they were. with your Bucks. Yep. They were expecting him to come to come there, and they were even making trades based around this so that they could make the salary work and everything. So they wound up losing. I mean, Christopher. They lost. Usman Garuba, Ty Ty Washington. They traded all those guys away uh, with the idea that they'd have Brooke Lopez. They don't have Brooke Lopez now. And now mm-hmm. I don't know what you do at that position. I guess Alpern Shengun obviously is supposed to be the guy that steps up, but like 
I don't, it's, I'm very, very glad that I am not, it's messy. That's a volatile team. A lot yeah. is going to have to go right. And there's a lot of young players there. I mean, they got Jalen Green, Jabari Smith. Yep. Um, Amen. Yep. There's potential to be a great team, but a yeah. lot has to go right. Definitely. I, we will have to revisit this with Kenny and get his take. Um, but you know, like I was thinking about potential lineups. I mean, they did get better with Brooks and Van Vliet, no doubt about it. Those guys are, are good, but you're right. I mean, they, there was clearly an expectation that Brooke Lopez would end up on that roster and he's not now. And, but you, you know, yeah, you can, you can maybe combine, you know, Brooks and Van Vliet, who I, I would wager to guess would are probably going to start. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you have Van Vliet and then you have Jalen Green there who would probably both start in your backcourt and then you're probably playing Dylan Brooks at the three. I would think um, Shen Goon at the four and then the guy who they ended up signing in lieu of Brooke Lopez, Jock Landale, maybe at the five or maybe you put Jabari Smith in. I don't know, but you have that. That means you have Amen Thompson and Jabari Smith, two top five picks sitting on your bench as well, which you probably don't you know love for their development. I don't know, but they did get better, I guess. I just think it's it's still not, you know. I mean, I feel like it's still like barely playing team good. Yeah, I mean, I guess that also is um, the benefit of having a coach like Ime Udoka, who say what yeah. you will about the character. I mean, we know he can coach. Um, yeah. So if anybody's gonna figure out how to make that all gel, it'll probably be him. Um, but yeah, I forgot they signed Jock Landale. That is yeah, and actually, the more I think about it, it work. It it would probably be Landale off the bench. They'd probably just do Shengun at center and start Jabari Smith. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's a Men Thompson. Now you're 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 bringing off the bench in the top five pick. But yeah, interesting interesting times in Houston. So they obviously made a lot of moves. I mentioned the Lakers, who I did want to bring up. Um, have had a, a phenomenal off season, I think, so far. Um, first and foremost, they have successfully brought Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell all back. Um, and then in addition to that signed Gabe Vincent from the heat, which I think is a phenomenal pickup for them is like a, just a point guard who can ball handle. I know LeBron has like said, he wants to work way more off ball. Like as he's going through these late stages of his career and Gabe Vincent can just be kind of a good playmaker for him. Um, they signed as well. I'm missing a couple. They got Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes to eh. just, eh. I mean, they're role guys, I guess. Um, and then Torian Prince as well. So obviously the big thing is that they have Hachimura and more importantly, probably Reeves back. Um, so that's, that's big for them. I think, you know, that's, that's, that's a scary, a scary Lakers roster that I did not think they would keep all those guys and they managed to, and that's, that's success in my eyes for them. Yeah, I mean, Hachimura, especially, I remember, really kind of just flourished uh, when he got traded there. Um, yeah. Austin Reeves, gosh, I don't forgive him for what he did to Mizzou a few years ago. But, I mean, he can he, – he was – he proved the moment was not too big for him in the playoffs. Um, he really emerged as a great young player for them. Um, they did have – Quite the offseason. I was not expecting this out of the Lakers, but Rob Palenka, good on you. Hey, pulled it together. Um, other big contracts, Cameron Johnson got paid by Brooklyn, and then Kyrie, that's the other big one, staying with the Mavs. Uh, A lot of smoke it, for no movement. It was, and it was so funny because the ESPN like free agent special show 
the intro is like the first headline is like, what will Kyrie Irving do? And they played that right before they had to be like, oh, breaking news. Kyrie's not doing anything. He's just extending with the with the Mavericks. Um, mm-hmm. But now I mean, there was that report. He was going to like visit the the, the Suns, the Suns, the Rockets, the yeah. the Heat, I believe. But yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. He's just staying. Um, he signed a three-year deal. He's getting paid forty-two million. He's getting paid less than Fred Van Vliet <laughs> in his deal, which is that's crazy. Um, uh, Kuzma got signed to Washington. There was a really funny photo of oh, it was Sports Center, and they tweeted, "Who's taking the last shot?" And it was a photo of Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Mm. Just totally mid. I I like. I don't know who's players, taking but... <laughs> the last shot, but I know the celebration will be the other team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's uh that's probably the best way to to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, other things, Bruce Brown went to the Pacers. A lot of people were seeing what he would do. Roll guy on the Nuggets in their championship team. And then I did want to bring up that saying we're gonna bring him the F back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't. In the in the parade. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, I I did want to point this out. Uh, the Knicks have just turned into Villanova. They signed Dante Divincenzo, which means they have three guys from the same Villanova team. Yeah, um, it's him, Brunson, and um, Josh Hart. That's right, Josh Hart. And you know what? That team won a title. So probably the most dominant title in yeah. the last like decade. Yep. So, so there you go. You got they can do that in the NBA. You got the right recipe there. Um, and then our teams, um, like you said, the Bucks. I'm very satisfied. They if if they don't do anything else with, I know there's like rumors they might trade Grayson Allen or Bobby Portis. They re-signed Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. And with the other contracts some of these guys are getting, the Chris Middleton contract is relatively like great. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Brooke coming back, they don't need to do anything else in my eyes. But if they do, hopefully it will be an upgrade on Grayson Allen, if nothing else. But I'm fine with keeping Grayson. And your Bulls, man. Vucevic. <laughs> yeah. Rob Vuce back, and they are heading nowhere fast. <laughs> I have really grown to love Mizzou basketball a lot more than I love the Bulls. Um, so I'm not too hurt by what they do. Yeah. Uh, they re-signed Kobe White to a pretty decent oh, deal. Yeah. Um, he got better. Uh, they put a lot of stock into keeping Vooch. That, for some reason, I don't know. Um, yeah. Lonzo Ball is, like, never going to play again, and they're trying to get an exemption so that they can sign nobody with it. Um, and then they got Javon Carter, who I yeah. fell asleep reading the tweet that the Bulls. <laughs> I saw out. that. I saw that. I uh, I I texted a group chat of some of my friends who are Bucks fans and just said no, no, no in all caps because I just like Javon Carter didn't want him to leave. And they said, Jack, please only reserve those reactions for Chris Middleton and Lopez news. I thought something actually bad had happened. <laughs> so. Yeah. Javon I Carter. did see Javon Carter uh, his last year in college play in the Big 12 title game against Kansas. He lost. But, um, so yeah, <laughs> there you go with a coach that also got fired. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's all sorts of stuff. I'm sure you know this will this will kind of you know be brought up just as as free agency goes on, especially with all this Dame stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, if I had to pick a winner of free agency so far, I'm going the Lakers. In my opinion, I, I think would they've probably done, say the same. Yeah. I think they've done exactly what they need to do. And loser, I guess the, maybe the Rockets. I mean, we'll just have to see how it all plays I don't know, out. But... Because I would say the Rockets are a better team 
Right. And they, they were... made, they're at least making moves. Maybe just yeah. the Blazers for paying Jeremy Grant. And yeah, names, that was bad. I'm trying to, like, some teams just did nothing. Like, mm-hmm. have the Hawks done anything? They traded John Collins off of his big contract for... Yeah, which I guess was a good move because he was not living up to that. Yeah. Oh, did, did they? They got... Who Who did they get? They got Usman Garuba and Ty Ty in that trade. They did. Um, they did. So they got some youth, I guess. The Hornets re-signed LaMelo Ball. I don't know. Some teams just didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Those are the other contracts I forgot to say. So, yeah. Uh, LaMelo Ball got a max. Demontis Sabonis got a max from the Kings. And then Desmond Bain got a big max from the Grizzlies. Yeah. To stay. Oh, and uh, the Warriors paid Draymond a bunch. That's Ooh, right. Draymond. Yeah. But I don't think anybody expected him to leave. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. No. I. I think it's it's been an exciting free agency, and now it'll just basically be Dame, and then James Harden is also up in the air with what he might do, mm-hmm. um, leaving Philly. So we'll 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 follow it all. I love all this stuff. It's the most dramatic time on Twitter, of course, right when Twitter breaks, but um. Definitely some exciting stuff. Oh, these fake. Uh, what do you make of these fake? Like the end, the amateur NBA analyst. Or, oh, like, double dribble these these Twitter accounts. <laughs> that the, are, like the, being right the about dropping stuff. dimes. Dropping uh, dimes. That's what dropping it is. dimes. Twenty account. He's funny. Um, yeah. He keeps going. I'm him. I'm yep. owning you. Watch. Like, please get a job. Um, <laughs> but he also apparently tweeted that he was like former front office member i it's i i didn't see that tweet i only saw people tweeting about it yeah if you're doing that and then you're just burning your career on twitter i hope the likes are worth it i hope Um, you have enough money saved up yeah that too but also the best thing i might have seen was like right when he like just deactivated out of nowhere um there were a ton of like dropping dimes 21 dropping dimes 22 just people <laughs> pretending to be him and i saw someone just tag all of them and tweet lmfao dude <laughs> it was very funny um but yeah fake burners i mean who can ever forget Arya abraham from a few years ago mm-hmm. um when he said Kawhi was laker bound and then he was a clipper yeah he got brutal. the city right so he but, did yeah one half yeah those are funny uh i saw the theory mm-hmm. that one of the accounts was Jeff Van Gundy after Jeff Van Gundy. And then Jeff Van Gundy got laid off by ESPN. So people were like, that's why. <laughs> um, and yeah, it is, it is very comical. It's that time of year when Twitter's just a very fun place and fake rumors are, are flying left and right. I got a text today that said, congrats on trading Grayson Allen. And I was like, did I miss something? And I looked his name up on Twitter and the top account was the amateur NBA analyst saying bucks are exploring trading Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis. And I'm like, I, okay <laughs> i don't know I, if that account's even real he tweeted zach levine and like nothing happened. i saw that zach levine period yeah. nothing nothing mm-hmm. still has eight thousand followers so yeah people can be sheep i guess um all right that was nba free agency shout out the rockets we'll have kenny back um to talk about to talk about them um i'm sure a little bit next show but for the uh jack and peyton special hope everyone hope everyone enjoyed we'll be back on friday um for another show i'm sure Gabe has been tweeting that more football news is coming in the next couple of days. We'll obviously have the commitments on July 4th to talk about either way they go. Um, and, and yeah, plenty more stuff to, to come down the pipeline. Maybe Dennis Gates will surprise us. I got a random compliment on his bat signal talking to somebody who does not go to Mizzou, by the way, but just said they were, it's, a, the, it's the hardest image ever. It is. It really is. Like the, the emotions that image invokes are just unmatched. Exactly. I agree. Agree to agree. 
Um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, Friday. So everyone uh, enjoy. Kenny will return and have a safe week, everyone. All right. Now let's talk about NHL free agency. <laughs>